the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Supported by Invergrove Hyundai, this is AM980 The Mission, KKMS Richfield, the Twin Cities Christian Voice. Many businesses advertise great deals and slash prices for the state fair, and we think that's great. But we believe year-round savings are even better. With the half-off deals tab at am980themission.com, you'll save 50% off or more on great local products and services. Savings you can then invest in a show at the grandstand and a large bucket of fries to share with your family. The Mission at the Great Minnesota Get-Together. Find us at the corner of Underwood and Murphy. AM 980, The Mission. We are the Twin Cities Christian Voice. He is about to get his P-Funk on tonight, but before he does, we have him live here on The Mission. He's Pastor Joseph Sutton with Isaiah 61. It's up next here on AM 980, The Mission. Stop by and say hi to us at the AM 980, The Mission booth. It's at Underwood and Murphy on Machinery Hill at the State Fair. From the OnePlace.com studio, a chance of showers most of the day, maybe a thunderstorm, a low near 60 tonight. The views expressed on the following program do not necessarily represent those of this station or its management. Perspective. Teaching. Conversation. This is Isaiah 61. Over the next half hour, you'll hear why the Lord provided those verses and how they can be used in witnessing, in the church, and in daily life as God's children. Now, here's your host of Isaiah 61, From Spirit of the Lord Church in North Minneapolis, Pastor Joe Sutton. Hey, good afternoon, everybody. We're out here live at the the State Fair, the great Minnesota get-together. We're here at the KKMS booth uh, out here on uh, Underwood and Murphy, right next to Home Depot. Little kids out here building all kind of contraptions and stuff that they're going to take home and tear up. Uh, (laughs) (laughs) I'm here with my... uh, with my uh, right-hand man, my associate pastor, Pastor Solomon Aquaka. Uh, we're here today uh, doing this show live. and uh, appreciate it. I just got through meeting a gentleman, you know, from my hometown of Chicago, you know, bringing back some north side memories and, uh, you know, going through there. Uh, we, today we just want to just be a little loose and just want to talk to you about, you know, the, the theme has been kind of family, but, you know, you know, I see a lot of families walking past and, and, and going and enjoying Minnesota Doing popcorn, I see lemonade, I see funnel cakes, you know, cheese curds. Yeah. <laughs> I see all this, you know, everybody's coming here. And, and uh, it's amazing to me that, that people plan for this event like all year, you know, to come in here. And it's only been the last couple of years that I've come to the State Fair because I just never could understand having to pay money to spend money. You know what I mean? I, I'm, I, I guess I got too much capitalism in me. I, I had to pay thirteen dollars to park and to fourteen to get in, so I can go spend money and eat something. I was like, man, I'm already down. So, but, but uh, it, it's it's been a joy to see what goes on. Uh, but the main thing we want to talk to you today is about opportunities. Opportunities one may have. Uh, I had an occasion this week, you know, that uh, you know, I was talking to somebody and they were just uh, sharing with me how what a rough week they were having, you know, and and they just felt depressed and out of it. And and a week ago, I had said, I need to call this person. I need to spend time with this person. And then I said, nah, they're all right. You know, they're all right. I'll go spend time with somebody else. And, and sometimes you, when you don't listen to that little small voice edging you on to call somebody, uh, and in our modern times, text somebody, uh, you know, to, just to let them know that, that you're thinking about them, let them know they're there. You know, you never know what's going on or what's, what's working within them. And, uh, you know, and, and, and I'm an advocate of the gospel. You know what I mean? You know, you can, you can get into a lot of things to change people's mind. But when you change someone's heart, you know, that's when true change starts to happen. You know, when, they, when their heart is changed. And, 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 I, and I'm a heart guy. You know what I mean? I, I'm a heart guy. You know, Paul said, I become all things to all people that I might win some, that, to win some over. So, you know, if, if it means hanging out with somebody and doing some things and 
that I may not necessarily like, I do it. You know what I mean? But so that I can show them Christ in my life and, and the love of Christ is there. And, uh, and when, you, when you do that, when you, when you lay that kind of foundation, then you can learn to appreciate people. You appreciate, when I say appreciate people, I mean the diversities of attitudes, diversities of, of culture, you know what I mean? Because you just like people. You know what I mean? You look at them as a person. You're not looking at them as, as uh, uh, another notch in your salvation belt or uh, looking at them as a sinner or a saint or whatever you may say. But you see them as people, a unique person that God has created with a purpose, and, and they have something to fulfill. And so we're going we're gonna to go back and forth, and, and I have a couple of stories I'd like to share with you guys and, and some tips, you know, because the main thing in Isaiah 61 is, is that it says, the Spirit of the Lord is upon me, right? I preach that good news. And, 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 I, and I like how it says good news. It doesn't say I'm preaching to get you saved. It's preaching good news. You know, if you're broke, good news is God wants you to have money. <laughs> if you're sick, good news is God wants you well, right? If you're lonely, good news is God wants you in fellowship. You know what I mean? Good news varies from person to person. What's good news? You know what I mean? Like me, I, I got nine kids. It ain't good news if my wife come up to me and say I'm pregnant. You know what I mean? Right. <laughs> Wait, what? <laughs> That's not good news right now. Right? I'm trying to get rid of them all at the house. I'm not, I'm not trying to go there. You know what I mean? I dropped my daughter off at Northwestern on Wednesday, and it was good news to me when they, they said the door was open and I dropped the stuff off. But it wasn't good news to her. You know what I mean? She was sad and, and wanting to stay around. So, you know, we have to be sensitive that when we share with people that we're bringing them good news. You know what I mean? You know, not news of fear, not news of uh, being unsteady, condemnation, guilt, shame, but good news, the good news of Christ. Pastor, how you feeling today? I'm feeling pretty good. Feeling pretty good. Yeah. You got, you got a story for us, man, on missed yeah. opportunities with the gospel? Yeah, um, a couple of them. And actually, I'll start with this one because, um, you know, we all have opportunities to share the, the good news, and sometimes we... And sometimes we may get to a position where we're like, okay, well, let's, let's, let's table it for another day. Let's say next week or, um, yeah, eventually I'll get to that person. And um, you hear that the person is either, um, you know, not well to the point where they cannot, you know, really think for themselves or they, you hear good, the news that they actually lost their lives. So I have this example of... Um, this co-worker who, uh, you know, was really open, was really, you know, friendly, um, lively, uh, all that, very helpful and, you know, great things to say about this guy, great enthusiasm, energy. Um, I missed several opportunities to share the gospel with him and um, I was thinking, okay, well, eventually one day I'll get to him and be able to share the gospel and make sure that he commits his life to, to the Lord. Um, few weeks ago, we got the news that he passed away. And um, not only the feeling of um, guilt, uh, but also I felt like, you know, I was not obedient. Right. In moments where I felt God was leading me to share, you know, the gospel with him, the good news. Good you know, news. To, to, with, with him. Because a lot of times people come to me and they, they share their struggles, their challenges that they go through. And um, sometimes because of my position, I cannot you know, personalize it or share specifics about the gospel, but maybe when we're off-site, you know, I could arrange for some, for a time for us to, you know, get together and share the gospel, you know, on neutral grounds. And, and that was the feeling I had, and it was just validated when another believer friend of mine, who was also a colleague, came up to me and said, you know what, I feel so bad. You know, I had multiple opportunities. I hang out with this guy multiple times, but yet I wasn't able to, you know, share the gospel with him. And, you know, both of us just felt not only guilty, but felt, you know, a heavy heart. And so that was, that was what really got my attention. So when Pastor Joe and I were talking last Sunday and he talked about his missed opportunity, I just had to share that. And... You know, after, after several conversations, I realized that one of one one other person has shared the, the gospel with this person before he passed away, but we're just not sure if he accepted Christ. 
And so that's, that's where I have actually made it a point to just share the good news with those that come my way. And when God prompts, when the Spirit of the Lord leads, just make sure that I don't miss that opportunity because there is a reason for that. Yeah, because you see people, I mean, even out here today, you know, every, it's raining. I mean, you know, it's, well, now it, it, it went stopped again. But, you know, it's not exactly your most pleasant day, but you still see people with smiling faces and, and uh, trying to enjoy their families and, and, uh, and trying to get there. And, uh, and sometimes you just don't, you think everything is all right. You know what I mean? You think that, you know, and from our American viewpoint, you know, they, the bills are getting paid, uh, things are there, and spirituality doesn't always necessarily take a front seat in, in people's lives, unless something comes along that drives you into a depressing state. But, you know, even, even on a day like today where you might be out enjoying family and, and uh, sitting down and sipping on a lemonade, you know, it's good to stop and just ask somebody, you know, how, what, what is your relationship like with Christ? You know, you know what, what, is, what is it like? You know what I mean? You know, I, I, I do that with even with my family periodically. I say, you know, where, where is he now? You know what I mean? Is, is, he, is, he, is he Lord? You know what I mean? Is, is he Lord? You know what I mean? And, and to me, I'm, I'm always an all-in kind of guy. You know what I mean? I'm, 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 I'm all-in, man. You know, I, 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 it's like either I'm in it or I'm not in it at all. You know what I mean? But I'm all-in, and, 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 I, and I don't play it. People look and say, well, I might not be as serious as you. And I say, well, I say, but your relationship with God doesn't have to look like mine. Right. You know what I mean? Because cause everybody's relationship is different. I, I have a different relationship with all nine of my children. You know what I mean? I, I don't have the same thing. The same thing they both have is that I'm their father and I love them. But, you know, we, we do things different. You know, I got some that don't like to talk. Some that love to talk. You know, some that like to joke. Some play sports. Some don't play sports. You know what I mean? And, and so my relationship is different. And so, you know, we, you know, we just want to admonish you today. You know, even if you're out at the state fair, you know, or plan on coming to the state fair, bringing your family out, or even at church tomorrow, when you're sitting at church tomorrow, you know what I mean? Don't hesitate to, to ask someone, how is their relationship going with, with the Father? You know, you know, how is it going? Because, you know, we, we, we can put on the smiley face and we can do the things that we need to do. But, you know, I mean, you know, the only way to the Father is through the Son. We meet some people. I know some friends of mine that are just great people. They're morally sound, you know, everything like that, but they don't acknowledge Jesus Christ as Lord and Savior. And, and I was talking to a guy this morning, you know, he doesn't believe in Jesus. You know what I mean? He, you know, he just, uh, you know, it's a bunch of hogwash and everything like that. Loves his grandkids, showed me pictures of his grandkids, uh, you know, did all that. You know, we're talking and uh, we're going back and forth. And, you know, and then, uh, you know, and I'm just sharing with him some nice things, you know, trying to set the conversation up so I can come back and, and, and hit him with the, uh, the, the kill spot when I come back this afternoon. We're supposed to sit down and talk some more this afternoon. But, you know, you know, the respecting where people are mm-hmm. and understanding where they are and not condemning them for where they are, but showing them, especially by our own lifestyle. Romans 12 says we prove what is holy and acceptable to the Lord. So, you know, we, you know, as the church marched, marches to his own drum beat, as I hear the drums in the background now, you know, then the whole world would know what truly is. Yes. But when they see the hypocrisy of, of how you live versus what you say, you know, that, that's, that's the key thing. So the greatest witness that we have is our lifestyle, you know what I mean, that we, that we, we confront people with, and they understand that. But, but being able to come out there and share, you know, to share whatever it may be, whatever you use for spiritual laws, most important relationship, however you feel you need to share with someone, your own personal testimony a story of, of how your life is how, how your life has changed you know then and it, and it brings it brings a dudamus or a power into the life of those people too that they know they can make it you know as one little kid told my son one day he said you go to college he said yeah he said man if they let you in i know i'm getting in <laughs> <laughs> so i don't know how my son was living his life in front of him <laughs> But obviously, this kid didn't think he was that smart. You know what I mean? They, they let him in. He know he's getting into college. You know what I mean? You know, and so people need to look at us, too, and need to look at his life and say, you love Jesus? You know? If he's going to let you in, psh, I know he let me in. You know what I mean? I know he's going to let me in. You know what I mean? <laughs> uh, but I have one story, man. I, I, a young man I was, I was witnessing to, and the Lord told me to go and talk to him and pray with him. And I said, no, he's pretty solid. And I just blew it off. And he said, no, you need to go and talk to him. And I went over to him. And I said, 
how you doing? And he said, man, I'm not doing too well. He wasn't struggling with his faith or his relationship or his belief in Christ. What he was struggling with was his purpose and what he was supposed to do. And he had, he had uh, started a band with a group of musicians. And uh, they were young in the faith. And some had just gotten saved because of him and his relationship. And, uh, and he was really struggling with how to take them, you know, because, you know, he was getting discipled himself. So how does he disciple them? And, uh, and so I prayed with him, and he came out a little bit on time. And I left and went on vacation that week. And when I came back, uh, he was dead. Mm. He had died of a massive heart attack. He had started taking a lot of diet pills. He had started taking a lot of diet pills because he wanted to lose weight because he was overweight. But he, he wanted to be, for the band, he wanted to lose weight. And, uh, and he got sick at work and uh, came off the ladder. And EMTs took him in. And his brother was an EMT, and his brother was with him. And just before he died, you know, he said this. He said, tell all my friends at work I love them. Mm. And, uh, and, and it, it caused a ripple because the people who had just given their life to the Lord were mad at God. Why would God take away our friend? Why would God take away uh, this person that's here? And, you know, and, and I don't want nothing to do with a God that would do that. And, and the guy wasn't appealing. He was real deformed, but he had a gift. And, um, and, and it was a great opportunity to share with them that, that God allowed us to enjoy him yes. these 18 years. And in these 18 years, he's impacted your life, your life, and your life. Now, the, the, the key to this solution is, is that impact going to be worth anything? Yeah. Are you, in turn, going to take what he's given to you, the eternal life that he's given to you, and you're going to give it to others? You know, that's the key important thing that we have out here, is that we, we can't keep this thing to ourselves. As one of them prophets said, it's like fire. Fire. Shut up in my bones. And I got to tell somebody. Man, here we are, the great Minnesota get-together. And, uh, and everybody's enjoying it in the rain. And we're about to come up on our break time here. And we're going to come back and we're going to talk to you about some ways to witness and share some personal stories about how we impacted people. Yes, John, I hear you. I hear you. Yes. 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 I'm a child of the 70s. I, I will be with George Clinton tomorrow. <laughs> Spirit of the Lord Church is a multi-ethnic, multi-generational church impacting North Minneapolis and the greater Twin Cities. Emphasizing the four pillars of godly thinking, training up godly children, godly marriages, and outreach to the community. Spirit of the Lord has quickly become a staple to some of the people who need God the most. As they focus on Jesus Christ, grace and truth bind them together to become God's best. Join them for service every Sunday morning at 1030 at 1001 Penn Avenue North in Minneapolis. Spirit of the Lord Church, a proud sponsor of Isaiah 61. AM 980 The Mission is at the great Minnesota get-together. So click on our mobile app, pop in an earbud, and enhance your state fair experience. We'll bring you encouragement while you make your way there, strong biblical teaching as you fly above the fair on the sky ride, and live broadcast to go with that Prano Pup. Find our free mobile app in your device's app store, plus great prizes, mission merchandise, and more at the corner of Underwood and Murphy. John is having a field day down there. <laughs> Y'all got him locked up at the station. He, he, he need a little freedom. Yeah, 1976. Yeah, I remember this one. <laughs> hey, welcome back to Isaiah 61, the radio ministry, Spirit of the Lord Church, and and uh, and uh, my boy John back at the at the stadium. You know, I mean, uh, he's. Uh, I, we were talking about the George Clinton concert this tonight tomorrow we're sharing memory lane you know when i was in high school and college you know that's when uh, george clinton was really really putting it out there you know what i mean and you know and being a being a dj yeah i played him a lot you know what i mean so it was just one of the things you get in there so but we're gonna talk about by sharing the gospel man and, and getting to there is that you know what you gotta understand is is what i always tell young people uh people may deny your faith and they may deny where you are but they can't deny who you are and as you operate in who you are, and if who you are is grounded in, in, the, in the person, works, and teachings of Jesus Christ, then people can't deny that part. I mean, they might not believe in Jesus or nothing like that, but they have to respect the fact as they see you live your life and how you live your life. And so I tell them, so the greatest thing you have is your testimony. 
And I always tell them, you know, your testimony, if your testimony is three minutes long, you should spend 45 seconds on life before Christ. You know, about an hour and 15 minutes on, minute 15 seconds on how you came to Christ, and then a whole minute on how good life is after Christ. You know what I mean? Because it wasn't just that one day that you came to the Lord that was the, that was, uh, the, 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 the big step. It's the day you live every day and the testimonies and the powers that happen, that happen every day. And, uh, you know, and I was, I was in my 20s when I finally yielded to the gospel, exposed to the gospel at 15, and, uh, and, and just yielded. And I was about 23. And, uh, and so, but my, and I'm 58, so 35 years of walking with the Lord. And, uh, man, I still love him and still have a fire burning in my heart. And, uh, and I got some people I've still been praying for for 35 years. Yeah. <laughs> I've been praying for, witnessing to, hood on, getting them sleeping with, everything, trying to get them to, to understand the gospel, and, and they're not there yet. But when you, when you go out there, my, my advice is, whether it's your neighbor, whether it's anything like that, you know, how you live your life and random acts of kindness do more to get you an opportunity to share the gospel than just going around there blaring in somebody's face. You know, and, and as, as, as I'm pretty sure you can attest to, Pastor Solomon, especially coming from another culture and coming over here, you know what I mean, and seeing the difference in, in what people call what a Christian was, you know what I mean? You know, it's like, you know, you say, like, Christian is used so lightly in America, you know what I mean, because you don't have really another dominant religion to compete yeah. with other than self. <laughs> self is the dominant religion in America. You know, we, the old great God, I, because we always want to do it. I want this, I want that, I want this, and I want that. Uh, so as, as you go about your day, you know, just think about how you can impact somebody. What good news can you bring to them? That means you got to know them. Yeah. You know what I mean? You got to be able to know them and know what's there. You know, good news today is an umbrella. You know what I mean? <laughs> good news today is an umbrella, you know, to somebody and being kind to someone and being out there. So any last comments you want to share before we sign off today? Yeah, and Pastor Joe, I think you hit the note right on the head. Um, people in your lives where, where you've been praying for, encouraging, and sharing with over, you know, decades. And um, it just takes me back to years and years ago um, from my high school days when I kept a diary of um, people that I wanted to pray into the kingdom, right? And I had specific prayer um, topics for them. And over the years, sometimes I see it on social media, sometimes I get a text or a phone call, whatever it is, oh, this person is now following the Lord, or um, this person that, you know, we used to pray for and um, desire to be, to come into the kingdom, they're now pastoring. Right? And and that's, it, it just creates just a, a sense of not only satisfaction, but the joy you know, that, that wells up within to, to say that, oh, my goodness, prayer actually works. Prayer actually works. And so um, I know that about 10, 11 years ago, I used to go through my phone about once, in, once a month. Sometimes I'll text. Sometimes, sometimes I, I'll call people that, you know, uh, I felt the Lord was leading me to call. And sometimes it will just be, you know, in, in the moment where I feel the Spirit of God leading me to, you know, reach out to someone and, Sure enough, that person was going through, yeah. and that, that that gave me just the the, the consolation or just the the uh, the mind and the, the heart to continue um, going that direction. And I've fallen back away from it, but you know, just the last couple of weeks, I've been just yeah, rethinking yeah. how to get back in in that groove. You know, because we go through our own stuff, but I. I believe that, you know, in, in, this, in the midst of that, we shouldn't forget, you know, that God has a greater purpose and the God, I, <laughs> is going to get us missing, keep missing opportunities. And, you know, just like one um, recovered drug addict uh, said years ago in New York, he said, no more wasted years. No more wasted years. No more wasted years. So no more wasted minutes, no more wasted opportunities, no more wasted, you know, time to share, you know, the good news with someone. Or even if it's a believer, no more wasted time encouraging them in the Lord. I, 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 was, sitting in my, I was sitting in my phone. When you say that, remind me. I was sitting in my phone uh, uh, Tuesday, and the Lord said, text this person and invite them to breakfast. And I was like, okay. So I texted him. 
and invited them to breakfast. And then when we were sitting down talking, they told me, do you know at the exact moment you text me, I had just asked the Lord, who is my pastor? Do I even have a pastor? Does he even care about me? Does he even even love me? And then the text pops up saying, can I get together with you tomorrow? And I almost ignored it. You know what I mean? I almost ignored it. And, And to him, it was like, like the miracle, all miracles, God loves me, you know, and it, it broke him down. And, and, uh, and, uh, and, you know, what he was getting ready to go do, he didn't do. He didn't do it well. And, and, uh, and he just said, he said, he said, you don't know how those simple words, you know, just were an impact. And I'm sitting there like I had no clue. I was just being obedient. You know, I was sitting there with my phone in my hand about to put it in my pocket. And I, I heard, I invite this person to breakfast. And, and, uh, and I did it, and it's there. So those are the opportunities. God is always speaking. He's always we're just not always listening. Minnesota, we love you. This is Isaiah 61, the radio ministry of Spirit of the Lord Church in North Minneapolis. Our services are at 1030 on Sunday morning. You want to come and have an exciting time of worship and be with a group of people that will love you through. Uh, that's what we do. That's yeah. what we do. Amen. And see you next week. God bless. This is an urgent message for men who are making more bathroom trips each day or waking up at night to go. A prostate wonder pill is taking Walmart by storm, leading to a 179% increase in sales. Experts just can't believe how well this one little pill helps reduce bathroom urges. I'm talking about Super Beta Prostate, the best-selling prostate supplement in America. If you're concerned about your prostate health and making more bathroom trips, here's great news. Since drugstores keep running out of stock, we're letting men try their first bottle of Super Beta prostate free just call us asap that's a full free 30-day supply you only pay shipping and handling call 1-800-586-6272 super beta prostate is a safe non-prescription formula with naturally based ingredients that reduce bathroom visits and support your prostate health claim your bottle while it's still free call 1-800-586-6272 that's 1-800-586-6272 1-800-586-6272. Past attenders, when asked about Scott Black's leadership awakening, just smile, shake their head and say, I can't explain it, but it changed my life. Mr. Black from Like It Matters has released two half-off vouchers for his leadership awakening in Minneapolis, St. Louis, or Dallas. Leadership awakening is regularly $2,000, but now with the special offer, it's half price, just $1,000. Go to am980themission.com and click on Deals. Leadership Awakening doesn't take applicants, only commitment. There is no better steward of your money than you. Helping you create wealth and income is our number one goal. Online Trading Academy teaches you trading and investing skills so you can protect and grow your investments to retire on your terms and never outlive your retirement savings. We teach you one-on-one how to grow your investments, even in a market that's at an all-time high. If your retirement is in a 401k or 403b, you can still learn the tools to improve their performance. Many students maintain their full-time jobs, but still love learning to be more consistent while making a great second income from this market. We have been teaching successful trading techniques for 20 years. Once you get the education, you can trade on your own with confidence. Text OTA to 313131 and register for a free trading and investing workshop or go to learnwithota.com. Online Trading Academy Radio. I'm sure glad you're my sister, Addie. Yep, you're my best buddy. Mom says you were their little surprise. What would we do without you? Well, you'll probably get your own gum. Yeah, that's true, but you're worth it. Hello, my name is Carrie. I work with Pro-Life Across America, the billboard people. If you know someone who is pregnant or in need of alternatives to abortion or needs post-abortion assistance or would like to support the life-saving work of Pro-Life Across America, please call one 800 
866-767-7773. Or check us out online at prolifeacrossamerica.org. Pro-Life Across America, educational, non-political, and tax-deductible. A baby's heart is beating 18 days from conception. Pro-Life Across America, the Billboard people. TheFishTwinCities.com is home to the best in today's Christian music. The best melodies. Give me your heart for the ones forgotten. Give me your eyes so I can see. The top artists. And the greatest message. Listen on TheFishTwinCities.com and with the free mobile app. The Fish Twin Cities. Safe for the whole family. Welcome to Shalom to You with Pastor Joel Baker from Plymouth Apostolic Lutheran Church, where we believe the Bible is the inerrant Word of God. Now, here is Pastor Joel with today's message. This morning, we're continuing our journey through Romans. I know that Paul, as he explains the gospel and explains uh, the theology behind God's desire to, for all people to know him has clarified many things in the eyes of the Romans, the church, and has also clarified things for us. As we go through it, though, sometimes it doesn't always seem clear. I know that it is because it's God's word, but uh, written uh, beforehand, sometimes we struggle with the um, exact understanding of it, but we'll, we'll take a look at uh, what this has to say and apply it uh, where, we, where we can. So uh, if you're able to stand for the reading of this section, we'll read Romans 11, the first 12 verses, and then go over to verses 28 to 32. I say then, God has not rejected his people, has he? May it never be, for I too am an Israelite, a descendant of Abraham of the tribe of Benjamin. God has not rejected his people whom he foreknew. Or do you not know that the scripture says in the passage about Elijah how he pleads with God against Israel? Lord, they have killed your prophets. They have torn down your altars, and I alone am left, and they're seeking my life. But what is the divine response to him? I have kept for myself 7,000 men who have not bowed the knee to Baal. In the same way, then, there has also come to be, at the present time, a remnant according to God's gracious choice. But if it is by grace, it's no longer on the basis of works. Otherwise, grace is no longer grace. What then? What Israel is seeking, it is not obtained, but those who were chosen obtained it, and the rest were hardened. Just as it is written, God gave them a spirit of stupor, eyes to see not and ears to hear not, down to this very day. And David says, let their table become a snare and a trap and a stumbling block and a retribution to them. Let their eyes be darkened to see not and bend their backs forever. I say then, they did not stumble so as to fall, did they? May it never be. But by their transgression, salvation has come to the Gentiles to make them jealous." Now if their transgression is riches for the world and their failure is riches for the Gentiles, how much more will their fulfillment be? And then going to uh, verse 28. From the standpoint of the gospel, they are enemies for your sake, but from the standpoint of God's choice, they are beloved for the sake of the fathers. For the gifts and the calling of God are irrevocable. For just as you once were disobedient to God, but now have been shown mercy because of their disobedience, so these also now have been disobedient, that because of the mercy shown to you, they may also now be shown mercy. 
For God has shut up all in disobedience so that he may show mercy to all. Well, Paul, again, is dealing with this uh, struggle of his people, his national, his nationality, the Jewish people. He, he is struggling with their, uh, their rejection of the gospel, and that's why later he calls them enemies of the gospel because they uh, have rejected the word. Uh, they have rejected uh, grace. Martin Luther put out a, uh, five uh, areas of, the, we call them the five solas, and if you're interested in looking at that, there's a pamphlet on the uh, table in the narthex that uh, you may take with you on the five solas, and, the, and two of them are sola fide, by faith alone, and sola gratia, with grace alone. And that's the understanding that we have is that uh, the gospel comes to one uh, through grace alone, and we understand it that God gives us the faith to uh, appropriate it to ourselves, and by faith alone with nothing else attached to it, and that it's by God's grace. It is not by works. It's not something that uh, we can earn or something that we can increase our, um, our fellowship with God through through works until we, uh, our life belongs to the Lord, then he gives us works to do that, um, that reflect him and his desire. But before then, outside of uh, Scripture, outside of God's will, outside of being a part of the fellowship of his family, then the works that we do don't amount to anything. And, and, uh, and that's the problem that many people have, but particularly uh, those who uh, were Jewish, they wanted to earn uh, God's salvation and his favor through works, through observing all of the laws that they came up with and observing them to the letter and making sure that um, others did that too because their understanding was that uh, that works were um, what was important. And, and Paul says, even with that misunderstanding that people have, that especially Jewish people have, with that misunderstanding, he says, has God rejected his people? And in verse uh, 11, verse 1 he, said, he raises that question and then he says, may it never be. Because he says, I am an Israelite, a descendant of Abraham in the tribe of Benjamin. And so he says, I am saved. I know the Lord. And so if, if God rejected his people, he said, then I, would be, I wouldn't be saved either. I wouldn't have any hope. And, um, I mean, basically, I could say the same thing, except I don't know what tribe I'm from, but I could say I'm an Israelite. I could say that a descendant of Abraham and that uh, God has uh, given his grace to myself. And so he certainly isn't done with Israel or with Israelites. Otherwise, uh, those of us uh, who have that heritage would be lost. And so uh, it's verse 2 that God has not rejected his people whom he foreknew. Or do you not know that the scripture says in the passage about Elijah how he pleads with God against Israel? And so uh, God, in whatever way he, he does things, knew ahead, he always knows ahead of time who will accept or who will... Uh, who will receive his faith, the faith that he gives out to become uh, a son or daughter of, uh, of the Lord, he knows. 
But we, we don't know. That's why we continue to, to share the gospel with, with people we have opportunities to do that with because we don't know what their response will be. And the Lord uses us to uh, bring that good news to others. And so we are to be faithful and obedient to him in doing that. But he knows. He already knows that um, because he's not caught up in the same time uh, constraints that we are. And so he already knows what will uh, uh, take place. And he foreknew that people, there would be people from every tribe and every race that would um, accept faith in him. And uh, although this is particular here to, uh, to Jewish people. And so he says that, uh, uh, look at the example of Elijah. And he said Elijah was, uh, you know, getting worn out that uh, Israel was, uh, Jezebel and Ahab were oppressing him, and that there were uh, many who surrendered to the uh, God called Baal, although they had a different name for him. They called him the God of shame. And whenever they spoke about him, he was the God of shame to the Jewish people whom they... Uh, it was, a, it was a terrible shame to put your faith in him. And they, when they translated this, the Hebrew for the prophets of Baal, it, it was translated the prophets of the shame. And so Elijah said these people are giving their life to, uh, to this, false, this false god. And, um, and the government is uh, oppressing people. And what hope is there? He said, I'm the only one who's left. And his uh, complaint and his distress was, uh, is in 1 Kings 19, verses 10, 14, and 18. And uh, then God had a response for him. And he said that I have 7,000 people, 7,000 prophets, that's just the men who have not bowed their knee to the prophets of the shame. They have not given their life or accepted by faith a trust in a false god. 7,000, and that's, this, that's a rounded number, and it's a rounded number of perfection that there is a, that there is a large number of people, even though you don't know them, who have not bent their knee to this false god. And that's what we ought to keep in mind, that even though people reject the gospel, that there are many who accept, and that we, we remember that, uh, as mentioned, that from every tribe and every people group, they will be represented in heaven by, uh, and praising the Lord by those, who, uh, by those who trust in the Lord. And so we, we keep that in mind as we persevere in sharing the gospel. And that even though people appear to be hard-hearted and even though people are angry today and they... Uh, and we find a lot of uh, conflict in our society... Um, uh, the Lord is still on the throne. And there are still many who trust in his name. And there are still, uh, and of those who trust in his name, he desires to use them uh, as people of peace, people of, uh, who have good news to share, even though there are many angry people around us. And so the Lord as he encouraged Elijah, he wanted also to encourage us. And that uh, he wants us to know that it's just part of life, that there'll be people who will reject the gospel. And it's an unfortunate situation because God offers them grace. And he gives, offers a free gift. And yet they say, well, my works are better than what God can offer me. So I'll just keep working away and trying to please the Lord myself 
if there is a Lord, they, they will try to please him uh, through their own works. And that's, we mentioned that even Martin Luther got upset about that. I said that he, he um, said we should go so far as to, to uh, end their life, but he didn't say that. And uh, what he, but he came close to that when he said to burn houses and synagogues and things of that sort. And it was, uh, he believed that he was in the end days, that uh, the time was short, and that he was very uh, adamant that uh, Jewish people come to know the Lord. And, and so he made some comments that he shouldn't have, but that generally wasn't the way he lived his life. He lived his life in the desire to, for others to come to know Jesus as their Lord and Savior. And uh, sometimes his manner wasn't exactly what it should have been and, and opened the door for others to exploit that. And so, uh, and the same with David. David had the same issue in uh, Psalm 69, verses 22 and 23 and 27. He talks about um, he, he talks about his own people, who are um, they are despising the Messiah. They are. Um, and he's the one that's often quoted in the New Testament. In verse 22, he says, May their table before them become a snare, and when they are in peace, may it become a trap. And may their eyes grow dim so that they cannot see and make their loins shake continually. And so uh, David uh, wasn't happy with uh, his own people who were rejecting that the Messiah was coming. And, and the Lord says the Messiah was coming. And um, in verse 32, he says, The humble have seen it and are glad. You who seek God, let your heart revive. And um, so he's uh, talking in verse 29, But I am afflicted and in pain. May your salvation, O God, set me securely on High, and I will praise the name of God with song and magnify him with thanksgiving. So uh, David desired that his people would know the Messiah who was coming and not be caught up in works, in doing works to please God and that to think that that would earn them then their salvation. And that's what's uh, written in verse uh, eight through uh, ten, and that, uh, and in verse seven is talked about that Israel was seeking; they are seeking God's favor, but they didn't obtain it because they were uh, working on it through works. And as they continued to do that, and we know about the encounters that were had with the Pharisees and others, that their hearts were hardening. Israel's hearts were hardening. And they figured that, uh, uh, and God allowed them to have hardened hearts. And he says, actually, uh, there was a benefit that came from their hardened hearts because they continued on a large scale to reject God's word. Then the word was proclaimed to the Gentiles. And uh, there were two examples in in the section in Matthew, the gospel that we read this morning, uh, examples of uh, eunuchs and foreigners um, being uh, Gentiles then, and they were promised that they weren't going to lose their place in in uh, in God's uh, in God's system, in His stature, in His uh, God would take them in, and they didn't have to worry about being ejected because they were uh, not Jewish. And so he gave them that opportunity. And then he gave many others the opportunity to know him who were Gentiles because of the rejection of uh, his people, the Jewish people, that opened a door for the Gentiles to believe, and they did. And so that was a, a blessing for the Gentiles. And uh, we'll talk about 
I think next week's section includes, or there's some part in this section where it says, when the fullness of the Gentiles uh, are saved, when they come in, then uh, the nation of Israel will once again get uh, individ- individuals there, will get interested in uh, God's word in the gospel. And uh, we see an interest uh, increasing already uh, around the world and uh, particularly in Israel in uh, Jesus as a Messiah. And so those, um, w- we see that starting to take place already. And so uh, the Lord, uh, Paul says that your, I guess the, um, he's hoping that by the Gentiles coming to know the Lord, that that will cause Jewish people to be jealous. And, you know, there are two reactions to being jealous. One is that you can hate the person who, whom you're jealous of, and that wouldn't be a good thing. But on the other hand, uh, if you make somebody jealous instead of hating you, they might want what you have. And that's what uh, the prayer is, is that uh, Jewish people... Uh, seeing that uh, Gentiles have, uh, have faith in God, a personal relationship in him, those who are, have that, uh, can get that spark ignited in their hearts. And that's um, uh, basically what happened in my life too. But uh, that's what... Uh, um, I remember early... Uh, it's been years ago now that they used to have some conferences in the Twin Cities about, um, and they used to have those conferences in the synagogue where uh, people would come and discuss various, uh, various concerns. In one class that I went to, uh, people in the audience would say, how come the Gentiles know so much more about their Bible than we do? And... And really, it's, uh, we have a Bible, we have the same Old Testament, but we don't know as much as they do. And be, so there was a jealousy there and a sense of, how come you as rabbis aren't teaching us uh, from the Scripture like we would like to be taught? And that's a, a, an example of a, a jealousy that uh, would provoke people to want to uh, know more about the Lord. And so that's, Paul says, that's, that's the desire for that to take place. And then the last, uh, the last section just highlights that, that people are enemies of the gospel in the sense that when they don't know the Lord, they are enemies, but they then coming to know the Lord become a part of the branches that are re, that are grafted in, that are regrafted in, that had been broken off and now are regrafted in doing, uh, due to uh, God's mercy. And God has had, has had mercy upon Israel and he has mercy on others too who desire to come to, to know him, that he desires to uh, take away their sins and to remove their hardened heart. And that's what we pray, is that there'll be many who will desire to want to know the Lord through uh, grace alone, through faith alone, and uh, who will take, uh, receive his mercy to know him and to love him and to serve him. And I would pray today that that uh, you would be one of those people who, who desire to serve the Lord, to uh, know him in a, a very personal way, to meet him at the altar rail today for communion, and um, uh, to know that, that he loves you and desires to work through you uh, to bring that wonderful message that he has of faith alone and grace alone and and a desire to forgive one's sins. Amen. You have been listening to Shalom to You, 
a ministry of Plymouth Apostolic Lutheran Church, located at 11015 Old County Road 15 in Plymouth. If you have questions about this message or would like to get more information, please call 763-544-7248 or visit online at PlymouthApostolic.org. We pray that you will love the Lord your God with all your heart, with all your soul, and with all your strength, and that today's message may bring you into a closer relationship with our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. Join us every week at this time for Shalom to You from Plymouth Apostolic Lutheran Church. For more information, call 763-544-7248 or on the web at PlymouthApostolic.org. Until next time, May the Lord bless you and your family. Shalom to You is brought to you by Plymouth Apostolic Lutheran Church. Tune in weekday afternoons at 2.30 and listen to The Word on Investing, brought to you by Tradeway, with your host, me, Lee Michaels, and the founder and CEO of Tradeway, Pastor David Mitchell, to hear all about how Tradeway is helping families across the nation take control of their own finances through offering a stellar education in the stock market, coupled with sound investment advice. To find out more information about Tradeway and to register for their next two-day event called Step 1 Start Your Journey, call 877-907-TRADE, that's 877-907-8723, or go to Tradeway.com. Over 70 million Americans have unhealthy blood pressure levels. Are you one of them? Introducing Berkeley Life, a 100% drug-free supplement to help maintain normal healthy blood pressure while supporting energy and vitality. Now, for a limited time, try Berkeley Life free. Call 800-708-5619. A key to maintaining healthy blood pressure is your body's nitric oxide levels. Berkeley Life helps to boost nitric oxide levels naturally. The breakthrough is from a discovery which won a Nobel Prize in medicine on nitric oxide levels in the bloodstream. Berkeley Life includes free saliva test strips to see your levels instantly. Now there is a supplement you test yourself and can see it's working. In a consumer study, 91% felt healthier after taking Berkeley Life for just three weeks. Here's Dan, an actual Berkeley Life user. There were positive effects, more energy, more clarity. Another great thing is I don't have to worry about my blood pressure levels anymore. Get your free 30-day supply. Call 800-708-5619. Just pay shipping and handling. 800-708-5619. 800-708-5619. Results may vary. Giving your computer problems the Hi, everybody. Randy from Arby's Computer Service. Let's talk managed services. Managed services is when you let a company like ours take over the responsibilities of keeping all of your computers and servers protected and running efficiently. We keep your systems patched, keep antivirus protection on all of your systems, provide a way to filter out much of the malware, manage your backups, and most of all, keep you up and running. This is no easy task and takes you time. Time is money. If your server or even important computer goes down, can you afford this? Let us take care of all this for you, and you can stay focused on being profitable. And don't forget we also fix your pcs macs cell phones and tablets too call us today at 763-441-3884 once again 763-441-3884 or find us on the on the web at rbsmn.com giving your computer problems with boots rb's computer service if you struggle to get rid of stubborn fat regardless of how much you diet or exercise listen up whether it's love handles, belly fat, thighs, or a double chin, now there's a proven solution. Go to INeedCoolSculpting.com. Cool Sculpting is a procedure for men and women that will eliminate stubborn fat safely and effectively without surgery or downtime. It's the only FDA-cleared procedure to use controlled cooling to safely and effectively target and eliminate diet and exercise-resistant fat. Now, for a limited time, you can save 25% by going to INeedCoolSculpting.com. Rejuve's prices are the best in the business. The office is conveniently located in Egan, near 35E and Diffley Road. The consultations are free, and the results are amazing. INeedCoolSculpting.com will allow you to see a more confident reflection of yourself. To receive 25% off, go to INeedCoolSculpting.com. Experience you can trust, prices you can afford. This is Dennis Prager for townhall.com. On Wednesday night last week, I had the privilege of serving as guest conductor of the Santa Monica Symphony Orchestra at the Walt Disney Concert Hall in Los Angeles. It was particularly sweet because of the efforts by many who worked against me. Members of the orchestra and Santa Monica political leaders tried to persuade orchestra members to refuse to play and persuade people to refuse to attend the concert. 
Two symphony members, who are also UCLA professors, put out a public letter labeling my positions horribly bigoted. They were helped by the New York Times, NPR, and the LA Times. But I'm pleased to say, on Wednesday night, the 2,200-seat hall was sold out. So how was intolerance defeated? First, to be honest, they picked a fight with a fighter. Second, I didn't fight alone. It seemed like the entire conservative world united behind me. And third, when people learned what was happening, conservatives helped fill the hall. This time, the good guys won. I'm Dennis Prager. When disaster strikes, when the world is turned upside down, children suffer the most, and meeting their unique needs is why Save the Children is there. Right now, Save the Children is making sure children and families devastated by Hurricane Harvey are getting the help they need. Your $50 right now to Save the Children will send love, care, and life-saving aid right here at home. Call 888-810-8275. Three-star general, Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal record to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.